Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ah, oh, wasn't that nice? Oh, that's very that's good. Nice. What was that? Um, Mumford and Sons. The very <laughs> no, Mumford and Sons vibe to it. Very similar. It's not that bad. I like it. Oh. Welcome to the Handshake Podcast. Mumford and Sons podcast. would have um, episode yeah, thirty-six. And uh, before we get into it, I'm Chris Trot. I'm Ross Hornby. And that's I'm Mumford and Sons. It's not true. Al Smithy, Alex Smith, Alan Smith. So what comment were you going to anyway, make about that? I was just going to say I like that a lot, and I wonder how much of that was live recording and how whether it or it was it, was it all MIDI. I, I'm not sure I can even tell anymore. I have. Um, it can be. It for can you. be these days. You have because yeah. in the email they sent, October Stan said yep. they hadn't played violin in a while, so it was good to get back into that. Wow, nice. That's, that's very good. More impressive. Very nice. It's hard I to get a really yeah, no, that's, authentic. That's really great. I have. I have an erection. Full blind. Wow. And then we had some uh-huh. like f- rolling banjo in there as well. Although it yeah. might have been one of those not real banjos because, um, you know how you can get those bit banjos that aren't real banjos. You know, do you know what I mean? Like guitars that are like almost set up like banjos, and right. um, they use banjo sounds and stuff, but they don't have that little string on the top for mm. claw hammering. Oh. You know, you know, you, know, you guys got, have a claw hammer banjo style. A banjo string. I got one. <laughs> Well, you know, like mm. the banjo string along the top. If you yeah, snap yeah. it, it's a real bitch to get yeah, that together. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. Like, it's expensive. Bit, a bit yeah, of hot glue. No, it a bit of hot glue, you'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, really hot glue. Is that what you're going for these days? Is a go-to fixer-upper material? Hot glue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, you have to wait for it to cool as well before it even becomes... Of course, yeah. Even becomes useful. It's not super glue, Ross. Not hot glue. Super glue. Super glue bond no, skin. No, I like, I like the sensation of the. Like it the sensation says that the on heat. the tube. Bond skin dries. and hair it's nice smooth. instantly. Look, I've not oh, told my banjo straight. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, guys. It's episode thirty-six, and um, yes. it's day one hundred and twenty-seven of the of our lockdown. Anyway, at least since we um, left the office. Is there a film? We ourselves down. Oh, hundred twenty-seven hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah. James Franco, I believe. Uh, was it based on a book? I can't remember. It was based on something that but actually happened, was it not? Yeah, it's based yeah, on a guy it, yeah. that got his arm trapped. 427 right. hours. Yeah. So I feel like we've been through the same trauma, being 127 uh. days in lockdown. Right? I mean, I've still got both of my right, arms. So <laughs> I don't know about... Uh, how long do you think it would those. take... Not to brag. How long do you think it would take to... Like, you know, if somebody said, you cannot leave your home unless you mm. cut off one of your limbs... Which limb would it be, and how long do you think it would take? I'd stay home. 
Simply. Yeah, I would stay never at home do it. For your in- I'd rather stay at home. Stay at home and your entire keep life. Keep on my limbs. Yeah. You serious? Otherwise, I don't know. Maybe one of the legs, because I like my arms, man. I use. You do, can't I do, I use stay my hands at home more. for your in- your whole life just for the loss of a limb. He's. He was willing. Well, he was close to giving up a leg just then. So. I, I, that would be my if I yeah if I that was my option I mean you know fault like you the, would uh, stay housebound for the rest of your life which is probably you know hopefully at least fifty years M- more than what you've lived so far so. just in your flat and I and ironically wouldn't you wouldn't really be able to use your legs in in, in their full capacity if you were stuck inside all the time you know so I'd use yeah. one of the legs and just just get like a an amputee leg thing put on. There you yeah. go, that's yeah. your answer. I'm cutting off my leg to get to be free. His legs going. So you take because originally I thought I'd take an arm off, but now thinking about it, arms are more useful than feet. You could just get a peg put on for your leg, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 yeah Don't they use pegs though now? Leg. No, they're just, beyond yeah. pegs now. <laughs> it's a bit, it's yeah, a bit I more. Want, I want a peg. <laughs> he's he'd specify I want a peg. Our yeah. old school pirate peg I want leg. A peg. Okay. That's <laughs> so it's a talking point. It's incredible prosthetics and and these blades actually make you run faster than the normal people can wow no uh, i'll take the, the wooden peg please <laughs> take the oh. peg brilliant wow <laughs> oak if you uh, got perfect. it we'll let our dogs piss uh, on it or like a or a dildo like that just isn't strong at all so like every time i try and put weight on it it just slumps like slips out Ugh. like god damn why do i have this dildo fitted like <laughs> you know Weird. Where did you get what? Is it below the knee? Like how big is that dildo? Or like a giant ballpoint <laughs> pen? Point. Yeah. Like a, jo- a giant, giant ballpoint, ballpoint pen. pen. So, so like the, the end of your you leg go. is just a rolling ball, <laughs> like a really large one. So like you can kind of like drag it on the ball as well, which would be quite nice. So you can write notes on the floor. Yeah. But what if you could do you also get a street notes. artist? You could be a street. Do you artist. get a giant lid to put on it so that when you don't want to draw as well? Like no, a novelty Yeah, site. your dress lid. When you're going to like a nice place or something, you know, it's you don't cap. want to draw everywhere. Hold on, I've got to put my dress lid on. Um, <laughs> now you just put, a, cap him just off. put a bin bag over it, I guess. I think uh, prosthetics it. are becoming quite fashionable. Like, have you seen the... I think they're becoming um, very fucking cool. They are becoming very yeah. cool. Uh, obviously, a lot of them are experimental and conceptual. So I can't imagine the, the form and function of really reached apple levels yet but i'm excited for right. the future if we are to like be house bound it'd be interesting when removing i think it'd be limbs. interesting when the first person elects to have a limb removed in favor of a prosthetic i think that would be the first sign that we've we've got to a point where you know we're really excelling um, it's almost like preferential goes, like, yeah. but also like yeah, yeah like, like I mean, shit, what, I what want situation that. would you have to be in to essentially take a service away from someone who genuinely was that's a good point. Yeah, just to just to serve you, unless there was an, another technical. There need to be mass it, produced. I mean that like when prosthetics become so good, you want it rather than what you've currently got. Like, what if, for yeah, example, yeah. they said, you know, I can give you your legs, except they are you can run at fifty miles an hour and you don't get tired, like ever. Yeah. Like you know, like that's what yeah. i'm saying is like that that's you know truly a point of like wow this technology is incredible because people want it over what they already have you know like if, if nothing else humans are biomechanical miracles yeah 
But I imagine there are some people who uh, would use it for vanity reasons, like, oh, I want to be a couple of inches taller, or, oh, I'm not quite six foot, so um, take off my shins mm. and let's go. Let's go up. Yeah, of course. I mean, height I mean, considering the way deal, that, like, you know, like, you know yeah. cosmetic stuff is today. For sure, wasn't, for sure. And like, a, height isn't something that's been easily addressed, and a lot of people struggle with height. You know, some people feel they're too tall, some people feel they're too short. Like, and it mm. really does. It's Extender one of those things legs. still... Yeah, exactly. It still affects Pick people. A height. You know, people still really struggle with, like, you know, there's a lot of things you can do about your appearance, but your height is a difficult one to play with beyond wearing, you know, shoes, like certain kinds of shoes. So, like, I think Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Really lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Be that like a go go gadget Cruise brand. Stilts. Yeah, for like sure. Go go gadget spring, spring feet. And then you yeah. can start, like, hopping over fences and stuff and How f- crimes. I mean, how insanely enjoyable would that be? And, and, and they're be hooked really up well, and yeah. optimized to your, your reflexes so you perfectly land. You superhero land perfectly every time. Oh. Well, I mean, that's the advantage of GoGo Gadget. GoGo Gadget could do anything. He could spring so his arms around. So would you want to have to say GoGo Gadget every time, do you think? Yeah, you would. Would have you have a word it. to activate I it? I feel like I'd rather just like a button. Use? Um, right. I don't know. A, a keyword. Uh... I think maybe just the platform, word gadget maybe. followed by whatever I want to activate. Like gadget legs. Then I'm like extended. Does it make really that sound effect? Or maybe. Uh, like gadget <laughs> fingers. And then I get like scissor hand fingers or something. And then, yeah. Maybe maybe that's too far. I don't know. Wouldn't it be well, easier get to be like the T2000 Probably. Terminator 2 where you're just liquid metal yeah. and you could form it into any shape you wanted? Yeah. Like, you could have an extended neck. Well, yeah, neck. that's like... It'd be weird. But you can be anything. You can have scissor hands if you wanted. You can have that's essentially just replacing our bodies with yeah, So did robots. you say extendo neck because you were looking at my neck? No, I was remembering the scene from Terminator where the head, like, comes through. But You're taking the piss, aren't you, Trot? No, you could have a weird extendo neck like yours, Smith. That's what you <laughs> Extending my neck. Got a yes. weird neck. You nailed it. Fuck, you I got, got a fused vertebrae, you guys. saw right through I've it. I told you this before. I got fucking two, two of the vertebrae in my neck are fused together, and it bothers me. Because I know that they're in there doing fucking nothing. Well, imagine replacing your spine with a prosthetic spine yeah. that could extend, could do whatever shape you want. 90 degree, boom. Right. You tried, like, you straight away. I could be a snake, <laughs> snake boy, worm boy. Yeah. I could be worm, worm boy. boy. Your other bones you might like, suffer. <laughs> but get like a butter knife underneath, in between them and just flicking them apart. You oh, know, just popping them. Only. Just really, the, there we go. So there's not Hold really any surgery to fix it. Imagine right no. now, yeah? Think about your spine. Feel your spine. Feel the movement in your spine. Twist your head, right? Oh, now yeah. imagine the segment, oh. like, uh, like two-thirds of the way down, before your neck hits your spine. Uh, sorry, before yeah. your neck hits your shoulders. Um, yeah. Imagine just two of those moving parts were just stuck together in a block instead. That's just my neck. And Jeez. so I can't turn my head yeah. as far. Um, and yeah, what, all it is is like, so between each of your vertebrae, normally there's a, like a disc, right? This is your spinal discs. Um, so it's like vertebrae, disc, vertebrae, disc. Oh, no, you're washing. Um, uh, am I washing? <laughs> Still there. Uh, it's, it's a washing pile bigger if you're listening he's got a big pile of anyway, washing behind him like one of my vertebrae just goes vertebrae bone vertebrae and there's no disc in between it 
There's disc here, disc here, but there's just this chunk. It's like Toblerone almost. It's got the curve in the bone where the disc would have been, but there's a fuse here where it shouldn't be. So basically, this is this vertebrae is here. So the this bones are fused together. Bone. Yeah, so the two vertebrae are fused together, and there's no disc in between either. So even if you broke this... Um, this piece of bone fusing them together i then need a new disc put in and this is all whilst you're potentially damaging the central side sort of nerves yeah, that run down pretty the spine important nerve down there. For life yeah so it's uh, quite complicated and something that can never really be well you could probably it, it just get an angle problem angle grinder in there and just go around the edges um well do you think you guys have steady hands you feeling steady i've got pretty yeah. steady hands you yeah a couple of whiskeys i'll be i'll be a couple of whiskeys and an yeah. angle grinder and you guys can sort me out of that. That is pretty steady. Oh, that's because he hasn't had his whiskeys. This is the hand I'll be using. He's steadier than that when he's had his whiskeys. This is my dominant hand though, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Use my good no, we're not hand. Gonna be, we're not going to become surgeons anytime soon, guys. No, I don't yeah. think so. Maybe a surgeon soon. However, no further. have you seen yeah. that there was a successful uh, remote surgery using VR the other day uh, talking about like the same robot, thing. like robot arms and stuff? In, in yep, so they what? had like a tablet with a stylus. I think they had another device which was like controlling the movement of the arm in three dimensions. But then they also had VR goggles so they could see the patient in 3D and move their head around, uh, which is pretty fucking cool. That's kind of what you want from some, the, that, that kind of technology. That's where yeah. you want it to get to, where it's actually saving lives and, and making a difference. And also, I guess, being more accurate to the finest detail. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so we'll do that. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get hold of that technology. Broadcast. How much is it? 20 quid? Uh, yeah, 20 quid. How much? I don't think it's going to be 20 quid. It, like, okay. I don't know much about medical costs, but I, I hear that most things don't go cheap. No, no, not at all. He looks like he's about to go skiing. There's, he's got these uh, goggles on with mirrored. They live streamed like, it. Front on it. They live streamed the whole thing, so you can actually go online and find. Is this that a dog? This oh no! What? That's impressive. Yeah, well, they let a dog wait, in the surgery on a. Oh right. What uh, sort of in... surgery was it on? Oh, Poppins. What? A... I don't know. Uh, some fused vertebrae in the like where the shoulder meets the neck or something oh man know. oh uh, they can't do it trot don't tempt me frodo look i'm gonna go and just get that done one day without telling you guys and then just come back and totally paralyzed and i'm like yeah it didn't go well that's <laughs> oh, the last time i get a backstreet well. spine defusal or it goes perfectly using still don't it, it didn't go well now deal with me basically i'd be like yeah. you know like i roll in and just be like Guys, this is what you now have to work with as a content partner. I went for okay. a backstreet spinal defuse and uh, things went awry. Now, set me up. <laughs> it's all right. And then you guys would have well, to Craig, move everything out of the way for me. Uh, Craig can just do all the, all the all the stuff for you. You can just be on face cam. Craig will be all right with that. Craig will be too busy changing my pants. Yeah. Well, he has to know? do that too. It's, it's really he's, obvious. He does that anyway. How lifts work. Uh, we've got an image right. here of Robert Downey. Sorry, go back to the lift thing. I've, I've still got loads of He's gone of back image. to what? The height, height issue. Height yeah. issue. Okay. So those, right. those are just so kind of ugly as describe fuck the shoes. Picture. I'm not going to lie. So Robert Downey Jr. sat down with some like high tops, right? These are high top shoes. Right. But what you can yeah. tell is the bulge here. Uh, imagine yeah. this line is like a high heel. Okay, so it's like oh. so segmented, right? His, his, oh, wait, his so heel is high top is a there. high heel. And that, oh, because shit. that's bulging there, that's his foot. 
uh, oh. kind of yeah, it's tiptoes. Fu- I was going to say it looks hideous because that that like it looks like ninety percent of his foot is in the in the bulge area rather than in the toe box. Yeah. yeah, that's where it is. And then the pole's bottom wedge is is a lift. Um, well, so how tall is this guy? Is he not? Well, I don't that think tall, he's that short, right? I don't know. But I think he's got. Do you a think real there's going to be a? Do you think there's going to be a short people uprising? I guess it's not possible. But like, I mean, there's a lot of benefits in terms of in, t- in terms of like. Live obviously, it's it's it can be a complex for some people because you know when you look at all these dating profiles and stuff, it's like oh they've got to be six foot or whatever, or they have to be a, a tall. I guess it can cause quite a complex for some people if to the point where they are literally having high heels hidden within high top shoes. He's allegedly five thing. foot seven, which is one point seven four meters. Five seven. But That's what's wrong with five seven. Is, is that, that with bad? or without lifts? I, no one really knows. Well, Google lifts his height as five foot nine. Has he got the lifts on or off? Also, Google also lists Scarlett Johansson's height as five foot three. What? Yeah. I mean that's possible. That I mean that's sounds about right. Fair, the, like the films that we see them in are like superhero films where they're all being like shot from low angles, like crashing down. Get the like, apple box. Stood in like a line <laughs> where they're all like, cl- yeah, standing on apple boxes. Here we got Scarlett Johansson, Robert. Of course, here you go. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry, uh, Thor. You're okay. Um, For reference, yeah, everyone's saying all, that I'm the same staged, height as Robert Downey Jr. I'm five foot nine, not seven. So I got oh, two inches on him, him. and two wow. inches matters, as we all know. But this is it. You're drilling in the complex. You're making it worse. <laughs> you Don't seem to be working bad. pretty well with it. <laughs> Although saying that, we, if anything, we've 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 made that worse because everyone says the trot's short, but it's just that we're just taller than average, I guess. Are we taller than average? I'm yeah, serious. We're fucking are. gigantic, you're, really. You're both three? taller than average. You're six five. You're six three, six, Ross. I'm six, six three. You're yeah. only about an inch shorter than I am. I th- I'm six yeah. four and a half. I'm not quite six five. So for for Europeans. I am about 193 or 195 centimeters tall. Ross is about 190, I think. Um, okay. So, like, we're pretty tall. Like, the and a lot of people say that when they meet us. Five foot nine. Yeah, they do. That's well, my I mean, were height. You a I'm average. Fucker, like at school. Me, yeah. I was a gangly fucker. Yeah. Smith was gangly. I was, was kind of yeah. gangly, very scrawny, but tall. And so I um, came out five foot nine. Awkward looking. Mm. From birth, you came and out full that height. Way. Well, wow. I have Hello, never grown. So I'm a never Most grow. people, the, the, the height is the same as their arm width. So your wingspan, when you put your arms out straight either side mm-hmm. of you, that is called your wingspan. Most people have very, very close to their own height in their wingspan. So if you're six foot, your wingspan is mm-hmm. probably going to be six foot. However, my wingspan yeah. is two inches extra. I'm six foot six across. So it makes me look even Browsers. ganglier because both my fucking arms you are too look long. Like, yeah. And every single shirt I buy um, is too short in the in the cuff. And it's, well, who's it just that? makes me look like a, an ape, if I'm honest with you. Oversized. Um, oh, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you could just um, uh, put it off. If you kneel in the right yeah. way, you could drag your knuckles. Stretch your arms out. How, I mean, how are you going to see this oh, on this? Right. Like, put it back. Have <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wrong way, wrong way. Oh, got across. Try put yours in the middle. This is so stupid. Be the. Sorry, we're just doing a visual effect where our arms stretch all the way across our cameras. Um, brilliant! Wow. Oh, what a wingspan he has. Oh, it's getting <laughs> oh, longer. Wow, what an arm! <laughs> Hell of an oh, arm! Oh my god! <laughs> but, Two yeah, watches. It just makes a bit of but this is something that people tell us a lot when they meet us. They're like, "Oh, I didn't know you were so yeah. tall." It's like. 
Yeah, and also they say to Trot they didn't know, realize he was that tall because he's not short. Yeah, because yeah. I'm wearing lifts. Like 90, 90 <laughs> percent of our our male fans who meet us are like, "Oh man, Trot's taller than me," or like, "Oh, I'm the same height as Trot." I thought he'd be really there's small. A, like, there's also so an often. air of disappointment. So often. Yeah, they. Th- yeah. There's an air of disappointment when they say that as well. God, yeah. I wanted to bully him in real yeah. life. Now I can't. I'm <laughs> looking up yeah. to him. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the <laughs> what the hope is there. Oh, I really hoped you were tiny, like a small. So I, can I think a lot of people, especially in Hollywood, are always smaller than you expect. So you're always like, oh, I thought yeah. they'd be taller. With us, it's the other way around, which is quite funny. But, you know, I'll mm. gladly uh, loom over people, you know. It's yeah, fine. it's... Looking it's, down yeah, no, it has all, its all the little people. So I can reach top shelves. Yeah. yeah for, for it has a psychological effect. Like, you guys are more imposing than other people. So you're probably yeah. able to do things that other people are like... <laughs> Walk away from this, son. You're too small for this. Like walking down a, like a dark alleyway. <laughs> proudly. What's your likelihood of being stabbed I'm tall at and tall big. height versus small height? Like, or being overwhelmed by a, a mob of people? Or like, you know, getting accosted on the street? Is, it, is your height a factor? Are, are people, how many times have you maybe got mugged but haven't because of your height? They, look, they size you uh, up and it's like, nah, no thanks. Could have happened behind you without even knowing. Yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, there's plenty of short people than me that I wouldn't want to come out, like... (laughs) Trot's just getting mugged 24-7. So he's short game. (laughs) (laughs) He's got good at running, hasn't he? I can't run in these lifts. (laughs) (laughs) He's got prey written all over him. Look at him. I'm stumbling. (laughs) His eyes on the side of his head. The speed of a gazelle. He's already spotted us. He's he's frozen. (laughs) It works on the spring attachment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> clearing, <Nice>. clearing <laughs> fences like uh, yeah. bloody uh, Shaun of the Dead. Gazelle. Oh yeah. <laughs> god damn, they're bred fast. Oh mate. <laughs> uh, anyway, how did we get right onto now? How did we get onto height? This is actually Jesus. a mugging trot. Can oh, you send me shit. something via PayPal? This is an online mugging. Oh, god damn it! Do you think what that's what you're PayPal wallet, wallet, considering mate? though? PayPal wallet. No. Well, there was that thing with the Bitcoin thing recently, wasn't there? Yeah, Where, the um, hacks loads of like hacks, Apple loads of and oh, Bill Gates. God, all that Twitter account. Jeff Bezos. Barack Obama. All the big oh, so ones. What idiots reading that going, oh yeah, I'm going to give them a thousand and they're going to give me two thousand. Wow, that sounds the thing is, is, like, like real. Half of America's like, voting parties. <laughs> yeah. If like, Trump I mean, did it, people would do oh, it. If so Trump's stupid. account had yeah. done it, yeah. that would have got Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Um, but it's well, I guess that's, that's, that, like, that's the issue about it is, is the trustworthy nature of those accounts and that how easy it yeah. is to manipulate those those. It's time things. to give back. And, uh, like I, I, you could say, Bill Gates would do that. It's like Bitcoin. I guess you could argue, like, okay, it's coming from Bill Gates, a real trusted voice. He's a mm-hmm. tech giant, and he's supporting yeah. Bitcoin now. Maybe this is real. Uh, yeah, but what's then his it went all down yeah. the pan when you see Jeff Bezos offer the same thing. You're like, well, actually, that's it's clearly a hoox then. This There's no way generous. Jeff Bezos would do that. <laughs> the thing is, I don't this follow no fucking money robot. Give something I back. I think no. those that follow Bill Gates might not follow Jeff Bezos and vice versa because they stand for different things. He's got 51.2 million followers, Bill Gates. I think there is a small chance that one person fell for it. Um, oh, that's yeah. The I mean, they lo- apparently and hundreds like of thousands Bill- of dollars was spent. And because yeah. it's Bitcoin, it's super fucking hard for them to track. And so, that's like, the, that's what's sad winner. about it is, like, there are people who have been done by this. But, like, 
fuck me. But you got to think about like we're we've grown up with the fucking internet and and like yeah. we kind of have learnt to navigate its its seas a little bit. But like my nan on Facebook accidentally retweeting like Britain first shit, you know, like like yeah. she doesn't know what she's doing. She sees that, she clicks it. To be fair, she wouldn't have been able to purchase and then send Bitcoin. There's a slight barrier to entry on this scam That's, as yeah, well. There's a barrier to entry. You That's need to know how thing. to. That's what's surprising about send it. Bitcoin. Getting a, a gullible yeah. Bitcoin owner would be tough. You, you'd know the risks yeah. going into it, right? Yeah. So who who knows? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm Unless sure they were so well, they're like, well, double double. Yeah. 120k was $120,000 or dollars worth of Bitcoin, supposedly. So I saw that H3H3 tried it um, uh, just to see if anyone actually would do it. And then he just re- refunded those people and said, look, this is stupid. It actually works. Don't do it. Right. Although maybe he pocketed it. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. This is worth $120,000 they made. I mean, considering the work and the value of the exploit that will now no doubt get patched. 120 mm. grand probably isn't worth it. You could have sold knowledge of the exploit or however they managed to engineer um, that that crack or that hack for much more than $120,000. So, well, yeah. I mean, what, it, all it takes is one of them to tweet from like Donald Trump's thing saying he declares war on some fucking country or some shit just to rile things mm. up and then instantly yeah, cause some more issues. Yeah. Um, there could be a lot. Uh, so, if anything, it was almost like a warning sign to, I guess, Twitter. Um, saying, look, this is how easy it is to hack in, and we could have done a lot fucking worse than what we did. Almost all of those must have had <laughs> like two-factor authentication and shit as well. That's pretty worrying. Isn't yeah, it? it probably took a lot of like um, like social engineering as well. Like, as in, I don't know. I'm no expert, but I've watched Mr. Robot, um, so well, I feel like brilliant. I've done my research. Um, yeah. Well, go on. Then. I sat through all of it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I earned those hours. You know, fantastic yeah, yeah. show, fantastic cast. Yeah painfully slow at times um it really was i've anyway, uh, i couldn't keep watching unfortunately i need to a, a lot of through. hacks and a, a lot of compromises don't come from just like you know getting in the code they come from interactions with people uh you know creating scenarios that uh, allow somebody to get access to something they might not necessarily be able to get access digitally yeah. um so I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they they did it that way. You know, maybe there was an inside man. Maybe they had um, what's his name, the guy uh, from Inside Man, and was also in that King Arthur film as King Arthur, uh, where Orlando Timothy Bloom Shamblay? I think was Lancelot. Uh, oh, wait, American no, no, actor, no. Uh, English actor, English actor. Okay, here we, we go. Do this. Okay. English not, actor, Legend of King Shamblay. Arthur, the film that had um, King Arthur. Fuck. Oh, Keira Knightley playing he was the same role she plays in all those films. Uh, Clive Owen. So maybe Clive they Owen. had Clive Owen. Owen. Ages. I know, right? He's all right. Um, Clive Owen walled into Twitter's headquarters is another sort of hack they could have done. Um, <laughs> or uh, Nicholas yeah, Cage. I don't know. You know when he's in his National Nicholas. Treasure mode, wherever it was. Oh yeah. National the oh, fuck. What was that film called? National Treasure. I worked on it. Yeah. That's what it was National called. the Book of Secrets was the second one. I was it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you were trying to find out the sub thing. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you ever see Nicolas oh, Cage during that? Clive I did, Owen. yes. Yeah, I did. So but I worked on um, the second film briefly for like three days. It wasn't like working on it as in like, off roads. any scripting for it. It was literally just marshalling where you put on a, a high-vis and tell people not to walk down certain yep. roads when they're filming certain bits. Uh, but yeah, we saw him. Yeah, we saw him briefly. I spoke to the... Um, uh, the second lead character I can't remember his name like Ethan something 
Um, spoke to him briefly Hawk? Uh, at lunch. Not Ethan Hawke. No. I don't I know, know what else he's mean, been though. in to even back that up. But if you've seen the film, he's the other dude that is his sidekick. So um, I spoke to him briefly. He's a nice guy. Very friendly, considering I was just a lowly scrub just having some lunch. But um, You didn't need to punch you in the yeah, face. Yeah, that though. was a tiring experience. He yeah, didn't he didn't need to take your lunch and say, this is my food. No. You're literally eating my food. Yeah. And, you know, he said, he get back to the street back scrub. And watches... Yeah, it watches you eat the sandwich yeah. he's now spitting. Does that taste good, yeah. little poor warden boy? I was like, yeah, I'm so like thank him. you. I've been up since three a.m. Thank you very much. It was literally <laughs> three a.m. until eleven p.m. is the working hours. Three to eleven. Like how, what they were filming. Yeah, I don't. So uh, wow. start got up three, got to the set that. about half three four, and then yeah. um yeah from then on you're just constantly up and about, sawing just basically. It fucking sucks. It's a terrible. Off. Yeah, uh, terrible lifestyle. It'd be an awful way to it, work your way up from there. Like, it's, yeah, it's that you have to just be low of the lows. A, yeah, it's awful. It's who was it that's excited about getting up at three a.m.? Like, who is it in the filmmaking process that's like, the assistant hey, we director. need to get it's not really, up at three a.m. It's, it's about it's about light, First and daylight, and what they're filming. So they were filming stunt um, stunt right. shots. So all the driving through London in in the the second film was basically blocked off like areas where they were waiting for early morning shots they would just get all those done as soon as mm-hmm. possible uh, and they would have yeah everything scheduled to timings of the day so that it was all based on how bright it was so yeah you have to get there at 3 4 a.m everyone else is doing their makeup you're sorting out kind of basically just where you need to be for that day and yeah it's quite mm-hmm. it's quite boring but like it was exciting for me because it was the first time i'd been on any kind of set or anything so it was like oh yeah what's, yeah what's, what's that was on? an what interesting set. like crashing a mercedes into this this yeah. taxi cab that's that's fun you and so watch. watching all that stuff was really good fun so it wasn't bad for the for, in that sense but i only worked three days the people who worked the entire time with those schedules and i'd be like fuck that but i had three weeks to fucking kill up. keith i want to kill him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> jesus christ it was so boring so boring and they, they didn't yeah. really know what they were doing uh, the crew was like brought together so the crew knew their jobs very well but the yeah. director was just kind of like this middle-aged guy that just had loads of like investment money and was like oh, I want to make a funny film with all my favourite TV presenters uh, oh, really? and had no That's vision how it came about. No, yeah they're like guys that ah. just try and make money at DVD level um, yeah. break even just because it's fun to they do they do like Danny Dyer films that go straight yeah. to video yeah. straight to yeah straight to video it's weird but, because obviously those yeah. those type of op- op- like um, options we had straight after uni or whatever were kind of like bigged up as those are your opportunities to kind of get into the industry and kind of work up from there and obviously I can see how you can do that because I mean the person who um, invited me to work on that in the first place uh, he was a I think second AD now he's the first AD so he was like assisting the director now he's an asshole setting up shot stuff and so like but he, he's, he's worked fucking these tireless uh, days to, to get to that level and it's just like god yeah you've got to really want it but i don't know if you're probably better if you're into writing a film or if you're into filming or anything else there must be other ways to get into it because jesus like working from the mm. bottom up must be tough yeah um, but yeah yeah i, I mean a but it's, it's the only way to prove yourself on set time and time again isn't it it's like well yeah, they've been yeah, yeah. here for the past few films i've been in i think they, they're capable yeah, of being you get a dragged sparky. Along to the next one yeah yeah 
That's they're like, oh, works, you were good last time. We'll bring you into the next one. That's great. It's like all those people I worked with um, there had worked on all the Harry Potter films. So, yeah. And they were like kind of saying how like horrible it was to work on them because obviously working with kids, you have to abide by uh, child so laws, laws in terms of yeah. um, work laws. So they couldn't film for very long. So it was yeah. a case of just go back to really school. early morning, setting everything up and then like filming for short periods and then just doing all the, the bits with the adults. Uh, secondarily and it's just like but you can also see where this like it was a lot asshole of, it, it just stretches out the process because there's a lot of asshole nature in the film industry where yeah. if they're a, a rank above you they treat you they, like shit yeah. uh, only because they've been doing it so long and they're so jaded at that point it's like I'm yeah. above this now I'm above you I've done your job yeah. for like years and years and years and now I get to treat though, you like shit uh, because I'm, I'm first AD. <laughs> but that happens. That happens with any kind of man- managerial roles. I found yeah. anyway. It, it, any, moves, someone any moves up, job. they're like, "Oh, I've got a bit of power." So um, yeah, won't you uh, just uh, scrub those lower shelves there, son? You know, it's just like yeah. I just feel like it's how it exasperated because I think you can become manager quicker in retail because uh, it's a smaller yeah uh, ropes to climb. But in the film industry, people move on quickly in retail, don't they? Yeah, in film industry, you can get fucking walked over for years and years before you move up. Yeah. I'm so glad we did that. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. Well, yeah, also, being, being able to do our own thing was good. I was watching a documentary about like it was called like Monty Python: The Truth. Like, uh, oh, I wanted to watch oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it on Netflix. Netflix. I think I was watching it. On. Yeah, basically just them candidly talking about how they got together and stuff like that. And um, they were like, you know, writing partner. A couple of them were writing partners before they sort of started, you know, making stuff together and all this sort of stuff. And like, but the the, <clears throat> the main driving force of their success, their creativity, their story was the fact that almost every single cast member of Monty Python went to Cambridge or Oxford, right? Yeah. And within Cambridge and Oxford, they had these very exclusive comedy clubs that you could become a part of. And if it was seen to be a good writer or whatever, then you were allowed in. And then they would go to, they would organize shows where they'd go up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and they were doing comedy shows up there all during university. And they were saying like, essentially, you know, they were planning, their parents had sent them to these fancy schools and these places to become solicitors become accountants become like you know money making jobs that are very stable mm. um and all of them rebelled which i think is what happens i think often you want to be something quite different to your parents and if you look generationally you're like you can see the contrast between a child and their parents and then the children that that child may have like you kind of you don't rebel but you see what your parents have done and then you try and do it a different way with the knowledge of how they've done it. And I, and I think they all felt yeah. that. They were like, you know, a lot of their parents were solicitors, accountants, all that sort of stuff. So they were saying, I wanted to do comedy. I wanted to be on stage. My parents would never let me do that. They said, yeah. you know, you can't do that. I, 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 they, and they all sort of ended up lying to their parents saying that they were going to get a job with the BBC when in reality they were doing, you know, random little shows here and there. Um, yeah. And this mm-hmm. is how apparently Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie met as well. The, and the Rowan difference Atkinson, is, right, the whole not, lot. N- yeah. Yeah. So they, 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 they were all writers. They were all obviously very talented, very funny people. Um, and they became successful because of their good ideas and things like that. But they are an example of, you know, they, didn't, they weren't really grinding on the circuit for very long. They weren't really, you know, they, they did kind they of were already almost in a what we've position. done in some respects 
Well, partly that, but also kind of what we did, like where we managed to leapfrog a lot of those early stages of our career because of what we did and our audience made us more important than perhaps we would have been um, to, yeah. to creative processes, you know, like where we've been the focus of a shoot rather than the ones sticking cables down on the floor and things like that, you know, like, like, yeah, you and this is this is another thing. This is something that it comes into how I think about effort and time put in and things like that is, is a lot of time there are people just who have their foots in doors and there are people who have very special unique things happen to them that allow them to become successful and and i think in part it's important to bear that in mind um because mm. like if you look at those film sets you're talking about like this is why i asked earlier like who is it that is on set that's excited to do that right there and you know who is it that's driving those moments forward when you've got so many other people in these miserable fucking positions because of the various constraints mm. whether it be working with child actors and stuff and it kind of for me that gets to me a bit it it, it kind mm. of is shown in corporate structure as well and in, co- in the corporate world whether you know wh- in what position you are and for example when i worked in screwfix for a little while in the media section we'd have a director mm-hmm. come along a director of me- who's now actually i think the director of screwfix in general he was the time head oh, right. of media or something like that and he would come up and be like okay gang what are we doing today and like he'd put his like foot on the table you know and be like right what are today's yeah. challenges and it's like um well i mean this ibm piece of software we're using uh their servers are down today so um like it means that like a lot of the stuff we are processing is just like not getting processed fast enough and he's like okay what can we do instead and we we're like well like i mean i guess we could start this but i mean the servers are probably going to be up in a couple of hours so like you know like, like realism, you know, we're working like, like shit in the trench scenario yeah, yeah and, and and then yeah. this person comes along and he's like i'm the mover and the shaker i'm getting paid about 15 times as much as you and and then it's yeah. like like but again he came from i think quite a privileged background and, and all this sort of stuff yeah. and it's like yes you can absolutely work your way up through things but sometimes it fucking sucks to realize the amount of shit some people have to put up with mm. um like and some people just get like, handed it i don't know yeah. what point that was i'm a, trying to make but like that was the one thing i noticed though, on set. the one thing i noticed was yeah the glamour is lost almost immediately like these people are working right. a job that is a job mm-hmm. to them it, it's not necessarily oh yeah look you know nick cage is over there like some of them sure it's like oh that's pretty cool but like that, that is shit wears off after like when three like, days of i'm trying to get a job done uh, yeah. i paid x amount and yeah i'm working my way up um potentially or that's just their role so they just that's what they do so they're professional but yeah it's mm-hmm. the, the glamour that we kind of like associate with films and tv and stuff it's not it's not the same as kind of i think that you get the impression of when you're in uni and you're looking at these tv and film courses and you're like oh yeah i can't wait to be like a cameraman but like you realize that's gonna be like extremely long hours like imagine being like an uh, like eager to oh, can't wait to see lions to do nature documentaries and shit BLT. yeah yeah because he was he was just like Nick constantly back and forth to his like BLT. mobile thing yeah uh, uh, nick cage like, is feeling a little bit chilly so we're gonna cancel our shoot today uh okay no worries uh, uh, let's push him well. so hard uh, but yeah, it, it, it gets to that very elitist level of the actor is this kind of like yeah. guy who's put on a podium or, or woman uh, put on a podium Deity. and just kind of yeah they That's are the, the person problem, that though. needs to be the most attention towards they need to be treated well and they are paid the most ones. so that's the whole point they're on screen and if they don't perform yeah. on screen they're wasting everybody's time so you have to pander exactly. to them they're in that wonderful yeah. position of it does matter if I'm here and I'm happy uh, so yeah. Everyone has to panic. It matters if everyone's happy as well. Like true, yeah. it does matter. But people exploit happy. that. Like, 
Like, yeah. On a much smaller actors. scale, we've had we've had a similar thing where we've been to events and stuff and been treated kind of like we're important. And I find that so weird and strange because we just yeah. make dumb videos online. Especially more like, corporate that, things. That takes me because it's like, well, you need to treat me any differently. Like we just we just fuck around on the internet. Like we're not. It's like, a, it's like the bigger people. the company we're dealing with, like Microsoft or something. Yeah. The more we're treated like that. And there's weird shit like on standby for us that we never anticipate. Like, there's a hairdresser here if you want a haircut right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I love that shit. Though. And yeah, also, we're gonna that. get I you a haircut twice. Was, <laughs> Two yeah. haircuts, baby. And a manicure. Like, and a makeup artist. Strange. It's like, oh my like, god! Can, can you just cut my hair yeah. to this makeup person? They're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna get a free just, haircut. Like, but also it just felt so unnecessary didn't like didn't it sometimes yeah. just in terms of like yeah, oh okay yeah. there's a wardrobe and there's a team of people doing wardrobe when all you just wanted to wear was just like yeah just a shirt and but it's like that like, that is a trend i feel like that's a translated industry because microsoft have probably yeah. dealt with film and tv before they've got the crew and the reliable yeah. network contacts that they've worked with third parties that have done their credits and audits and shit which we know about and they're reliable yeah. and you can go back to them it's like let's just we got a, a similar shoot, photo shoot with people that are considered popular. Yeah. We know the people that deal with that sort of thing. Let's just put them on it. They don't know what gaming is, but <laughs> uh, they're yeah. reliable. And I think that's how it mm-hmm. we're ending up in those sorts of things. And yeah. when we're dealing with corporate stuff, it's like the the lines are blurring a little bit. We're doing photo shoots yeah. similar to how celebrities do photo shoots for their latest films yeah. and TV promo surreal. and trailers and stuff. So it's interesting. But yeah, we got asked. Um, whether it happens on YouTube with instead of like your hierarchy of literally where you are in your job position, whether sub counts and things like that have an effect. And I'd say the only time that really is noticeable is at gaming festivals, events, Twitch cons, things yeah. like that, where it's not necessarily the event itself that's doing that, but you can definitely see preferential treatment to yeah. or, or like that this pandering all the difference yeah yeah uh people we've seen before and also not, not just from the people treating them but the people themselves where it's clearly yeah. gone to their heads they treat to a themselves point where like that kind of yeah. really kind of not become they're not grounded anymore they're like i'm this number subscribers therefore yeah i am higher and that's all that matters now and so you, and you get them it. treating you differently which is like dude we all did the same fucking thing you got lucky yeah. it works out you're doing a good job but like don't let it go to your head who gives a fuck it's interesting to also because we've been we've been in it so long we've seen people that have had fewer sub counts than us and then a few years down the line see them again when they're vastly bigger and then notice the personality shift Mm. in them as well which is super interesting. I wonder if that, yeah, I wonder um, if all that treatment over time is. Yeah, I, given I used to like effect, spiffing Brit, and now he's a total. He's <laughs> a total. One. Now um, he hit a million. Bloody hell. God damn it! When he was when, just below, he was always, It is also important to stress that that isn't the case with everybody, just so people don't appreciate. No, of course not. Of course not. It's, it's yeah. they're anomalies. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's no, the people yeah, you'd yeah. expect to be like that. The ones that are like constantly mm. selling out, uh, look fake mm. when they're doing their stuff and are constantly networking with people of either yeah. equal or higher sub count than them and disregarding yeah. everybody else it's it's the shit dead that giveaway ex- dead giveaway yeah. when people say things like uh i don't i don't listen to negativity uh uh ha- be happy be free all these people that like talk my about these, my like, bullshit like yeah 
they're all every the one of you. Right? This is the way to <laughs> this is the way to tell, right? If they if they say things like I don't listen to the haters, it's because they know they're doing something fucked up, and but it's making and them they money, got a lot so of hate. they'll just keep doing <laughs> it. Works. It works, yeah. It's ticking the uh, boxes yeah. and it's making yeah. their bank bigger. Yeah. Uh, and this is why we don't have many friends higher up than us in the industry. I don't know. <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I don't really think that shit. is the reason. I think that is the reason, though, because like people are afraid of us. I can't us, like, stand that type of person. Speaking, I can't stand truth. someone who's fake. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't. Not, yeah, I don't either, yeah. None of us can. When we see that in real life, we're just I like, why am I going to hang out? I don't want to talk to you properly because I can't relate to you. You're obviously on a different level and you're acting like you're on a different level. We can't relate. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. So it, it think, kind of yeah. goes both ways a little bit. It ruins it, but it's a shame, really. I get it. Like the whole fan pandering thing where it's like all of you matter. Each and every one of you is my friend because obviously without them, they are nothing. Uh, yeah. They're not doing what they're doing. However, I feel it's really shallow to say that each and every one of you means everything to me because you've never met any of these people and mm. to 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 them you are a number like you've not had an interaction on a friend level you can't possibly know more than a hundred people uh and remember all their names that like, that's human nature you can't oh my god you can't I mean, have you, that you close Twitch, connection with look at something like twitch like the comments that stream by on these larger like channels like there's if like yeah. you, you, there's no way you could like chat to any of those people like they can't even chat to each other in those fucking like situations so like when yeah. they do say things like that it's just like look be honest like you know you don't need to it, pander to them and be like you're my friends let's, let's you know you're my family i love you all individually it's like no it's not until i've had like a one-on-one interaction with someone that i can consider them i appreciate everybody i can appreciate everybody mm-hmm. i think but I can't say yeah. that we are friends when I've not had an, any sort of interaction with you other than a one-sided one. So, mm. And I think that's unfair to because that's where you get some people that take that for granted and exploited. say, we're friends. You've and, told and me ex- we're friends. Get exploited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get exploited. It's like, well, I've been buying your merch and you're saying that you're friends because of that. But I say, that's not to say that you don't appreciate them, but like, yeah, being friends with someone yeah. is a very different situation. Like, yeah. you know, I, just, I yeah, think they, the they wording is important. Match up. And people exploit that. And YouTubers at that level exploit that. <laughs> that some mm, some yeah. do. Some really like fucking mm. drill some down. Some who the have hole. Uh, much younger audiences, I find. Because obviously, like, ultimately, they can't, yeah. they, like, they, they can't relate to them. They're just making, you know, more child friendly content. And yeah, that, that's how that, that works. It's a, so, yeah, it's a very <laughs> spongy audience. They, they absorb everything they hear Probably. and they learn from you. And it's dangerous. It can be dangerous because they I th- think, I think oh, what, complicates, what complicates a lot of this is the fact that, like you say, we've been doing this for 10 years or so. And we came from a place in YouTube where it was very much a two-way relationship of, you know, it was you the audience the audience would say things back to you your content would then communicate things back to them you know like that was it we would you'd put a video out see what people say about it and make decisions i think now a lot of the really big youtubers especially the ones that have younger audiences than us um are much more a one directional form of communication right they 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 are providing a product that kids are sitting down in front of and they don't care about you know they don't really care about that person in the same way that i think earlier youtube communities did where it was much more about (laughs) your investment in those people i think they see it as there is this guy who's really good at Fortnite that i just watch and i see all the best plays and i know where to find stuff like that's it They, they don't care about like i mean they might care a little bit about you know say 
somebody gets a dog like like oh it's a puppy that's cool but they don't really mm. care about like that person's aims and aspirations and the story of yeah. like you know where they've been and like the things they're into like whilst i think that we much more hope that our audience gets that information and and that's mm. where the value comes from um and I, unfortunately i just think youtube is going along the the lines of the content that doesn't have that communication that doesn't have that two-way communication isn't as important as these hyper popular products with these one-way forms of communication that are currently now all over youtube you know like that, that's it like mm -hmm. and they can say these things they can say that they have these connections with their fans but the reality is they don't uh, and, and that's fine yeah. you know uh, this is fine if you're one of these people that's like i make these videos that people really enjoy and i make money from them and that's my job that's totally fine like but don't pretend that you have those older i think values yeah. earlier values of of community that i think youtube doesn't really have anymore because yeah. of various yeah. reasons um you can't possibly that, if you've got 10 million subscribers you don't know each and every one of them as a friend so mm. don't communicate that um it's it's fake <laughs> it's not real uh and it's exploitative yeah. um yeah but yeah i i think i don't know where we're going with that but that's how we feel well, it's more of, uh, into, that kind of reflects on what what's happened recently in terms of like people thinking they know someone when they don't mm. and obviously yeah. if you're selling that idea of yourself but then if you did something awful they're like no there's no way they could do that because he you know did that thing in minecraft once it's like well look like no it's not the same it's the the people yeah, you nah. see on screen are like entertaining you now that, that's the that's the core goal really and yeah, if you, if you, you know, follow their Twitter profiles and stuff, there's that's still a different persona to you knowing them. So yeah, like when people like kind of staunchly stand by someone and when they've done something awful, you know, even when it comes down to like extreme cases, when you look at like Jimmy Savile, for example, he still had like, if you've seen the Louis Theroux documentary where he goes back to um, uh, talk about Jimmy Savile because he did a, a, a documentary a long yeah. time before when Jimmy Savile was alive. You've mentioned it before. He went back to these... Um, uh, people who were affected or people who knew him and they're still standing by him there's still people who will genuinely stand by him and say, oh, he's, done, he's done too many nice things but how does that outweigh all the terrible things he did and it's just like it's like they just choose not to they switch off because they just see it's that nice, nice yeah, well, and so it's a cult like mentality where either they maybe yeah their morals could be different sure but um, yeah, it just shows you that yeah not, you not, shouldn't I'm not put someone on a pedestal in, in a positive way yeah. Yeah. yeah I know what you mean yeah but yeah, don't, don't put people on a pedestal, you know. That, that's basically it. Definitely. You'll um, only be disappointed yeah. <laughs> or yeah, that, tricked, that's, that's, deceived. That's human nature as well. That I think obviously human nature changes. I won't just say that's human nature. That's the way it was always going to be. But I think putting people on pedestals is a reflection of like tribalist society. Like, you know, like what? Yeah what we were all very very tribalist we all are like uh, there was always talk about worrying about globalism um ruining the world's cultures it, it kind of we are still extremely tribal and it's the enemy of man tribalism i think like mm -hmm. this is why you know an alien invasion would be so great because you know it would unify us like as as one people rather than a series of different groups or tribes of people and that's what you're going uh, with yeah that. well you know Trot yeah. knows as soon as i start talking about aliens he's like oh here we go um but no, this is, it, it's just an example i, I mean the pandemic as well as you would hope yeah. the problem is with the pandemic is we can't freely move around and interact with each other to help each other but um with like something like a pandemic it, it it does bring greater unity um to us in the you know we're having to survive against something else something other we don't have to create yeah. an enemy and 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 <laughs> nothing unifies like hate 
um and so you bring people together yeah it's, it's the same deal with what you were talking about like there, there are like tribalist elements to a lot of this and and morals are one of those things like morals are, are changed based on where you are and if that person thought that it really is just a scale of the if you do enough good in the world you can do some bad then that's just yeah, the way they yeah. see the world and i mean make yeah. a judgment on that person how you will but i guess it kind yeah. of is it's not always bad and good. This is what's really frustrating and really complicated and really There's hard a to understand. complex uh, like, things, yeah. Variables. Yeah, exactly. There's a million little nuances um, and making hard decisions anyway is just almost impossible rationally. Um, but yeah, if, I mean, I'm fairly but now the world, the world gets to watch now. Of, That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. With Every action of, people uh, take, it's all filmed, it's all recorded it. on CCTV or even if you're posting it yourself. There's, there are people so to it's slightly make more positive a bit more of an interesting thing on take on that is i was thinking about like we have photos of like our lives because of facebook and things like that and obviously we have tons of video now as well but before youtube um we had like facebook we had like myspace and then that was sort of like the earlier forms of digital storage of things right because i don't know about you guys but i i don't really have many physical photos of my teenage years anywhere you know like not really uh, I, I, I can't see that I've got like a box no. of photos um, no. and for Everyone's us that, like, all that sort of started kept. happening yeah. it all happened with the camera phone really is, is when uh, most people started taking photos of things right is when, when phones started to get half decent cameras and we're not talking about the shitty little VGA I don't know I feel like there was a transition there was a transition because I remember um, from like first year of uni everyone had those compact cameras yeah the digital Do you remember ones. that right and that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like the ones you take on like everyone, a gap year. Yeah. And he had a digital like There was a trend where everyone got all these compact cameras yeah. and stuff. And that was like just before mm -hmm. camera phones got good, basically. Because um, right. I remember that like exactly. um, my flatmate, she just took photos of fucking everything like in the first year. And it was just constant. It was like, oh, mm -hmm. let's take a photo of this. Let's take a photo of that. It's like it was a almost a fucking issue. Because Facebook <laughs> was just starting up to post photos. Yeah, uh, essentially, yeah. And, and was, everybody yeah. was suddenly paranoid about peering, appearing as though they have a good life to other people on Facebook. Um, yeah. And that whole, we opened that Pandora's box of fun, of, of fun insecurity. Um, but before that, like school and stuff, like I don't have many photos. I was like kind of sad. I'm like, shit, I'd love to see some photos from like college, you know, like I really enjoyed college and I don't have a huge amount of photos from back then. And then before that as well, secondary school and things like that. We we there's this weird break-off point where we can go from, you know, almost in a matter of years, go from complete trackability of like I can tell you what month that photo came from and what day. Yeah, yeah. it's all got dates and GPS. Complete on it. vague vagueness of yeah, like no mm. digital categorizing of them and like that's kind of sad in a way. Like I don't care that much. I mean, it doesn't get get me down. But like there there's are now of plenty of people lost. that have. Well, also cataloging though because like now people who are born now will have every element of their life photographed and stored and yes of course that has huge implications for privacy but at the same time it's a very valuable treasure trove of of photos and information it's a memory and can... extension yeah know. it There's really like... is and that's pretty cool have you ever looked yeah. at like some old like think. home footage like maybe that your dad filmed or anything like that because i mean I, I used to film years ago quite a bit it's in secondary school that's like a I had a tiny mm -hmm. little camera and it was we basically never had a camera of like family 360p camera, so. awful camera quality but like looking yeah. back at some of the stuff it was just like pff, I don't think I care to remember some of that stuff it's just like kids just being like stupid or dickheads like some obviously there's some mm. good bits but it's just like 
there is a value That's in not true. having all of that recorded, I think, in terms I think, of just I think, sometimes yeah, you'd leave well, it where it is. Especially if like something true. was bad enough that you could drag it back up and ruin someone's career like 30 years down the line just because of something they may have said like when they were like eight. I think that's just yeah, a... But not all of us made racist manifestos in secondary school, Ross. You, maybe you're worried of about course. that. It was a big hit um, at school. I'm glad that never evidence for that. <laughs> what I was going to say was... Um, it's kind of good and bad that we don't have that information to us. However, it's also dangerous because you can look back on things with flawed memory and mm. kind of erode the edges of the, the harsh times and only remember the good parts of something, which is actually a uh, skewed, yeah. skewed uh, memory of what actually happened. So it's like, they weren't that the bad, point, were if, they? <laughs> or, that's kind of I the point of taking photos that because you want to remember a good thing and that's that's half the time yeah i don't remember doing that <laughs> who films their own crimes you know i mean um but yeah ultimately yeah, you are storing that memory because you're like i want i want to remember this i want to see this again at some point um you know when i filmed those fireworks i want to watch that again because that was a great fireworks <laughs> yeah watch that back you know you July. Love those um but in general, like that's the reason you take it because it's a good moment and that's Con what you want to remember. But yeah, I know what you mean in terms of it does cloud your memory of like, oh yeah, that really shitty thing happened that day as well, but I didn't take a fucking photo. It's just yeah. like, it's also just kind of sad sometimes because people, I think the further you get from school and college, the more you kind of misremember it as like the best days of your life and how like how yeah. free and amazing it was. And then I think if you had it fully catalogued, you'd remind yourself how dumb and stupid and idiotic a lot yeah. of the things you did and how trivial they kind of all were because... That's just the balm of aging. Yeah. Like, I, that, so. I know be. what you're saying. Rose-tinted glasses. Rose-tinted glasses. But the, the, balm, yeah. the balm of aging there is to tell yourself that it was actually bad. You're doing just as much harm by yeah. presuming it, it was bad True. than good. Yeah. But like, I think it grounds <laughs> like, it. It grounds it so it doesn't go either way. It doesn't become too bad. It's like, uh, you guys, you back when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. You don't get that mentality. You also don't get the whole, mm. oh, my life was so much better back then kind of thing. Of course. You, you don't want to live in the past. There's, there's no point yeah. reminiscing over things that you cannot change. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I'm just saying it'd be nice to have the choice to you know look at those images again. Um, images really, are different, I, I think, I because it's not like a full video of exactly what happened you're still utilizing your no, memory. No, of course. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. But it's but just it's like, like a nice point. Sometimes, you know, I, I watch... Well, he can uh, see uh, record his memory. Back. Yeah, the Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, the, the seed or whatever they called it. Very cool. Very interesting. Well well shot, that one as well. That was a good looking episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I think... Uh, I, I just would like to see images of photos and things like that. I don't think that's ever... A, well... I don't, I don't think that right now. It's making it sound like a very sentimental thing. I don't, I don't care that much. Just what would be really me. cool is, <laughs> uh, based on that Black Mirror thing, is like, yeah, finding a way to tap into the neurons that are formed there, but you just can't recall as, as correctly or as mm. easily yeah. and just enhance those moments. I feel like mm. some sort of drugs do help with memory and stuff like that. But if, yeah. if we could really hone it down to like, I want to remember blah, blah, um, a bit more sharp yeah that obviously that black mirror really took the cool. i guess pessimistic or kind of like showed the negative side of it in terms of yeah i don't know what drama was it the cheating the one where, where he plays it back he gets her to play back the point where she cheated on him 
Remember, yeah. that's like the first episode, isn't it? I think first one. Yeah. Um, whereas, like that, yeah. when I saw the episode, that, like that, I it blew my mind. I thought, oh my god, like that would be insane to have all that recorded. It would change just a lot. Access it, it in someone's head, and it's just like if someone else got hold of that, that's so much more powerful than what we have now, which is even still quite powerful in terms of data. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about Black it was Red that plenty of times reptile before, character in Mass Effect that could just have full memory of everything. That's what it reminds me of. Jarrus? No. Uh, there was another character in like the third one, maybe? But like their whole race was basically they remember absolutely everything. They can recall it as if they were there. Now, that was super interesting. Their, their dialogue with humans and stuff like that. It was like, no, I know exactly what happened there. Blah, blah. Thane. His name was Thane. Uh, that's, that's interesting. They, they've played on that um, there. So I think Black Mirror stole it. <laughs> okay nice one, maybe Charles. maybe good, good. a bit of dialogue there wasn't it that's fucking yeah. solid we a nice lot of other notes about ufos and stuff as well which we just i don't know if we have time to go into all that stuff maybe we'll no. save I've got to do a one. meeting uh i've got to do a meeting in 15 minutes with exactly so i mean we've we've, we've hit the hour mark there's plenty it. of things we can talk about I so i mean i stay though there that's just so a picture no. of saying he's a scaly boy <laughs> He's quite good. Uh, anyway. But yeah. I'd love to I'd love to talk about uh UFOs more, but not today unfortunately. Yeah. No. We'll save we we'll save it for next time. Um got loads of hats. There's other things we didn't talk, we about. talk about. Um because obviously I, I got a dog dog recently. A little boy. Yeah, that's a big one. Little, um, that's a big boy. Murphy. That's quite a big one. Um but we'll probably make a video on that, like yeah. when he's had we all could probably dedicate. He had his first one yeah. done yesterday. Um I we'll reckon we could go something used to things. I know we should probably discuss this outside of Hat Chat, but I feel like we're getting oh, yeah. close to a point where we could probably start warehousing things. Knowing that it's like Maybe, the one yeah. plus meter distance thing, I reckon we could, we yeah, could work yeah. some videos around that. Well, we'll we certainly start, start looking at it, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Exciting. Other Exciting than Smith's ahead. got a haircut. That's a big one. That's a big That's one a we didn't talk boy. about. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. And I'll save all these news stories for next time because we're, we're running out of time and all of these are just ridiculous <laughs> but yes um so thanks for tuning in today it's i mean we've hit the hour mark and there's showing a little picture there if you want to see see my, my little dog he's a beagle so he's got he's got a voice on him that's for sure i thought it was pronounced but, um, he's also very well paved beagle very cute um and he's called murphy Mega and cute. he's just getting used to everything now and he surprisingly Murph. um went to the vets yesterday he was he was perfect he was just absolutely fine i didn't even see her do the jab until they have it? a bad like, yeah. experience there, like, oh, then they're not gonna. So just All make right. it a real positive experience for them, and it's fine. Yeah, but we'll talk about more about that next time. Indeed. Thank you to, to thanks to the Fingal. Uh, thank you to October Stan once again for making the Fingal. If you would like to send a Fingal to us, please do at our email, which is hatchat@hat-films.com, and then also an even bigger thanks to our patreon supporters who oh, whilst indeed. we do not have any sponsorship on this podcast you patreon people allow us to dedicate mm. every other friday to doing this hat chat and keep it going mm. so you all get credited at the end of the youtube video um all our podcasts are put in video format on our youtube mm. channel the hat chat podcast just search for that because we're that popular and i think our sub count allows us to look down upon others uh, so please <laughs> head to that and check it out. 
And we will be back in a fortnight's time. Probably mm-hmm. talk about dogs and shit. Literally dog Indeed, shit. Yeah, we've got plenty of other things to talk about. And aliens. And um, aliens. Yeah. Alien dogs. Amazing. So much to talk aliens. about. Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for watching. Cheers, guys. And uh, we will see you in a fortnight. Bye, everybody. Ta-ra! Bye.